This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Opening weekend of baseball in the books. We've got a new studio, and Burt's got some serious info for you. Baseball Insider starts right now. Robert Murray, I don't want to make a big deal out of it, but we got a new setup over here. I'm, I'm feeling like a fish out of water. Big day here. Things are moving around. I'm telling you, Carl, I saw that as soon as you ended up hopping on the channel here, uh, and I looked, and I, I like that back. Like, that baseball behind you, you got the yeah. body armor right there, too. Yeah, yeah. My, my, my peeps at Body Armor. Not sponsored the podcast yet, but hey. The keyword there is yet. Yet. Yet, yet is the key. So, hey, hey, uh, hey Robert, um, we got a lot going on today, buddy. A lot, a lot going on, and we're, we're going to hit uh, the Phillies and Blue Jays can't stop crushing the baseball. The White Sox are taking two out of three from the Tigers, but dealing with a bunch of injuries. Carlos Rodon, dominant with the Giants, looking like the signing of the offseason, if I can overplay one start, uh, but very impressive. And is his name Roki Sasaki? Roki Sasaki. Japanese baseball, the the, uh, NPB throwing 19 strikeouts in a perfect game. I mean, a lot going on here, Bert. Good to see you, buddy. And also, I like before we get into that, Carm, I got to bring up some beef that I have with you. Oh, yeah, there's tension in the baseball insiders. So I I didn't notice. I, 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 so full disclosure here about six weeks ago, I followed Carm on Instagram. Because like I wanted to be a pal. Oh wow! And I never got a follow back. Wow! I am wow. officially, as the kids say, bitter. Um, yeah, no, you you should be. That that's wrong. I feel terrible. But see, I'm so bad at Instagram. Do you follow me on TikTok? I do not even have the TikTok app on my phone, so see, I do not. See, see, I'm a TikTok guy, Bert. I just put up a great top five reasons the Bears should stay at Soldier Field. I highly recommend it. By the way, also check out the Windy City podcast, if I may. But, I, you know, Instagram never really been my thing. Okay. So that's on me. I should be better at Instagram. I apologize, and I will rectify that situation. Actually, I'll do it right now, Bert. Wow, what uh, a guy. Yeah, you know, I I know, I know. It's 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 uh, not anything that's going to satisfy. You know, when you when you're being forced to follow somebody, it's really not good. But uh, are you the same by Robert Murray? There you are, buddy. I'm following you back. Your account is private. How do I have more Instagram followers than you? And I'm bad yeah, at I Instagram. Let, I don't let random people follow me. 
Uh, why, why not? Uh, make that thing public. What's wrong with you? Uh, no, I can't do it, Carl. I like to have my private life stay private. So, uh, well, now I'm being pressured on the baseball insiders. Folks. You're the ba- peer pressure. The, 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 the hit Robert up on on Twitter where he's not private. If you want to get a little more, I mean, come on. We want to see we want to see Bert uh, out in the wilderness on Instagram. That that's uh, you're depriving the people, dude. Hey, although I will say that Sean Daly just said he followed me and I just got the notification too to back it up. So I, Sean's always been my guy at uh, day one homie right there. So, but uh, sorry for pressuring you into following me, Carm. I mean, no, no, no problem there, Bert. I, I, I apologize. I, I, I should have, I should have been paying more attention. And uh, by the way, the Carm 23 on Instagram, not a great follow, but you know, you might as well hit me up over there too. Cause whenever I do put up stuff, it's, it's of course gold. Cause that's what I don't do. I don't do anything else. That's other than gold. All right. Uh, all right. So number one story from the weekend for you was go ahead, Robert. So I'm going to bring up key Brian Hayes for me. So that entire extension, uh, they had been working on that for about four days. Um, and then early, I can't remember what morning it was, but it was early one morning. He ended up agreeing to the extension. It was eight years for 70 million with a club option for a ninth year. Um, agreed to it, had a press conference uh, at his locker in the uh, visiting clubhouse in St. Louis. And he was happy go lucky. He was super cheerful and joyful. Um, had not signed the contract yet. It was pending a physical all of a sudden, first inning, he gets hurt, um, and he exits the game. And all of a sudden, like, you talk to people that are involved, and it's like, oh, shit. Like, this thing, is it going to get voided now? Um, and then word quickly got back that it was not a serious injury. And then after, like, an hour or so, it was determined that it was just, like, a cramp in his thumb or forearm, which I think that's the first time I've ever heard of a thumb cramp. Um, but that was – that went from a very celebratory time for him to just a completely scary moment, just like at the snap of a finger. Um, All signs pointed a deal getting done um, and announced by Tuesday. So like, it's going to happen. But like that to me was the story of the weekend, just because it was such a roller coaster ride for a little bit there. So it's the largest contract in Pittsburgh pirate history, eight years, 70 million. Uh, you're signing up to be on a team that's largest contract in baseball history. If I may repeat myself is eight years at 70 million. So the chances that you're going to be winning baseball games is not likely. Mm. However, eight years, 70 million. That sounds good from this seat, Bert. So I get it. You're locked in for life and, you know, you could always end up getting traded from Pittsburgh at some point down the line. Exactly. Cause that like from everything that I gather, there's not a no trade clause in this deal. So, I mean, he can get traded at any point. And it's also, it's pretty crazy to me, Carm, that their biggest deal was from 2000. Do you know who it was? Biggest deal in pirates history from 2000. That's going to be a tough one for me to pull. Uh, do you want to just say it? Yeah, go ahead. Jason Kendall. That's so weird. Because I was going to say Jason Kendall, but by 2000, I thought he was too old for that. See, uh, right? Yeah, same. Exactly. But, I mean, Jason Kendall, long-time, long-time pirate, 
end of his career, he was a Cub. People forget that. Cubs legend, Jason yeah, Kendall. Yeah, Cubs legend, Jason Kendall. Couldn't yeah. get the ball out of the infield, but he was a stalwart behind the plate. Yeah. Good old Jason Kendall. Uh, hey, listen, you. a lot of guys, they turn down long-term deals because they're trying to squeeze the last dollar. Uh, you just got 70 million bucks. Mm. You're, you're good for life, dude. Yeah, you're set. And you're, 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 I mean, like you're, you're insanely set and you're 25. So, you know, he's, he'll be 33. I guess it's, it's still, can still make a couple dollars on the back end here, but uh, all right. Yeah. What about- I, and so like to add to this too, um, I had heard there was a lot of people watching. Well, okay. Let me rephrase this. There was some people who thought Hayes should have gotten more. Um, I understand that argument just because less than nine million a year for a potential franchise player could end up turning out to be pretty light. But like this is life changing money for the player, and it's also not a guarantee that he ends up living up to the potential that um, the Pirates and so many other people in baseball think that he has. Because if you look at his numbers, um, looking at my notebook real quick, he has never hit more than ten home runs in a season. Uh, look at his injury history too; he's been on the IL with a rib or with a rib injury, COVID IL got hand issues in 2021, uh, dealt with an ankle injury this spring. Um, I mean, he's capable of running, but like he hasn't, like he's more of a defensive first player uh, cause he can be like a gold glove guy rather than like a hitting first. So, I mean, he goes with question marks, Carm. So I can't fault him for doing this deal at all. Yeah, again, congratulations to Brian Hayes and the entire Hayes family. You're set for life and take care of your money. And if you need a financial advisor, uh, I've got a good one for you. His name's Robert Murray. Look at him. Is there, any, has there ever been a more solid person in life than you? I would trust you with anything, Robert, by the way. Wow, thank, that's, I, that means a lot, Carm. I appreciate that. I try yeah. my best, at least. You, you do a great job there. All right, let's move to the Blue Jays. Uh, down seven of the Rangers, they come back and win on opening day. And then they're leading by a bunch, and their bullpen comes in and blows games. Uh, but this is a team that uh, mashes baseballs here, Bert. Very tough schedule for Toronto. 20 of their next 23, Yankees, Red Sox, Astros. So, I mean, long season. I suppose it doesn't really matter what you do in April at the end of the day, but that is a, it is a, an interesting stretch here if you are paying attention to how teams do early in the season. Yeah, it's, they're running through the absolute gauntlet to begin the year. And, like, I'll tell you, that first game against the Rangers, when they were down 7 to nothing, John Gray was pitching lights out through four innings. Um, and all of a sudden, the Blue Jays start doing what they do best, and they start mashing. Um, and they were hitting they, – they have a lot of big boppers in that lineup. I, that's a phrase that needs to be brought back more is big boppers. More big boppers. Yeah, I agree. Uh, let's yeah. talk about their big boppers. Who's your favorite big bopper of all the boppers in the Blue Jays lineup? Boy, that's a lot of boppers there. But I mean, you got to go with uh, with Vlad Guerrero Jr. I mean, that that's, guy hits absolute taters, Carm. That's um, a big bopper. That's a, <laughs> a very big bopper. Yeah, yeah literally yeah, and figuratively. Um, but like, I mean, he's got you got Bobichet too. Um, oh. Like, I love Bobichet. Like that guy, stud. Um, every Bo, since Bo Bopper Bichet. Damn it! Whoa, the triple B's. The triple B on one guy. Whoa. Carm, I'm telling you, like, we need to trademark that thing. You you, you picked the Blue Jays to win the AL East there, Bert. I picked them to represent the American League in the World Series. 
I, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. I forgot that you went all that way. I'm sorry. I didn't review your predictions to the fullest, but I remember you saying you liked him in the AL East. Yeah. No, hey, good memory though, Carmen. That's uh, a very good memory, but um, yeah, I'll tell you like that lineup from top to bottom is a very scary unit. And then you also have that pitching staff too. It's going to be a kind of, it's going to be pretty difficult to replace a guy like Robbie Ray because he was just so good for them last year, but from top to bottom, like they have, one of the deepest teams in the American League for sure. Yeah. So, so Blue Jays, bottom line, built to last. That's the take here on the, on the baseball insiders. Um, also mashing Bert, you know, let's not, uh, there's a, there's a lot of guys, by the way, that I just, it's I find it interesting that I'm just reading, um, you know, players having hot starts and the, but outside of any players, a lot of dudes are catching up to high velocity pitching. Like there was an adjustment being made 98 smoked up the middle. So it seems like the pitchers had the edge on the heat for a while, but you know, hitters doing whatever drills they've been doing. Cause you know, we see those 130 mile an hour guns in the batting cage that guys are using to, to make a hundred mile an hour pitch look slow. There, there's some adjustments going on at the plate. There absolutely is. And like you're seeing this instant success where guys are just hitting it into the third deck in the outfield. Like you see that with the twins a couple of times with uh, Carlos Correa hit one. And I think it was Buxton hit another. And I mean, you've seen that throughout like the entire league is the amount of home runs and offense we've seen. And you got to figure that these teams and the pitching staffs are going to adjust. And you also wonder if you're going to end up seeing teams try to go for the guys who throw a little bit softer, but also locate and can like, have those secondary pitches that are that counter like counteract um, those screaming fastballs. So um, maybe it doesn't happen instantly. Maybe it doesn't even happen at the trade deadline, but like I would imagine at some point we're going to end up seeing like the pitching start to shift again a little bit, but like the, the high velocity is going to be here to stay. It's just having those different looks throughout the rotation. Yeah. Uh, l- let's talk Phillies. Yeah. Also killing baseballs. Also with some uh, I- interesting matchups coming up here. Uh, but uh, Bert, uh, you know you you. Where did you have the Phillies? I forget exactly on that one. I think I had them third. I want to okay. say yeah, that sounds right because um, I have the Braves winning that division. I also have the Mets finishing second. So um, apologies to Sean Daly, who's a diehard Phillies fan. Um, no, no shots intended there, but no, 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 not at all. I mean, look, they, they, they put up uh, nine on, on the A's on Friday, yep. doubled them up on Saturday. Then, then uh, it's, it's been a cascade the other way, but you, you, you like what you're seeing. I love what I'm seeing with them. Um, and they, to me, so you have their three main guys, Bryce Harper, Kyle Schwarber, and Nick Castellanos mm-hmm. like that. I mean, that's about as good of a trio as you're going to get if you're not the Dodgers. Um, then you also have JT Ruamudo, you have Bryson Stott. Um, you have a lot of these other pieces that they have too. And to me, last year I predicted that Corbin Burns was going to win the Cy Young Award. This year I'm going to make a prediction that the Phillies are going to break the single-season team home run record. Um, I am pretty convinced of that after three games. That's my hot take for the year. I'll tweet that at some point just so I'm on the record there. Um well, I, I'm a big believer in the big boppers of the Phillies. Um, they got, yeah, they got some major talent there. 
Well, the Giants will break their own record, according to I'm assuming that is Hunter with the Giants take there. That is that is definitely Hunter with the Giants take. Yeah, there he is. He just but yeah, I'm convinced that uh, the Phillies are gonna end up doing that. Like granted that they stay healthy. Yeah. Well, speaking, we can move along since, since Hunter's bringing up the giants, we can bring along like just opening weekend, huge performances. Carlos Rodon, who did not finish last season healthy and was non-tendered before that by the white Sox. Yep. Signs a two year, $44 million deal with the San Francisco giants it's got an out clause, too, that he can get out of. So the Giants are locked in. If this guy falls apart, you're still playing him 44 for two. If he's great, Rodon can get out. I did not like this deal for San Francisco at all. But, hey, first player in Giants history to have 12 strikeouts with less than 90 pitches. That's only happened 17 times in baseball history for the record. Uh, fine of innings award. Of course, the Giants lost the game. Um uh, but he struck out 12 batters, 24 swinging strikes, uh, which is tops in the majors as well. So, I mean, the dude looked phenomenal. He had a, he had a great, great start to his Giants career. That's exactly right. And that's what Farhan Zaidi in that front office was hoping for when they signed him, his performances like that. And you also, it made me wonder when the last time is the Giants have had a start like that on opening day. Um and the only answer I could come back with is maybe Madison Bumgarner, but like the one that kept popping into my head was Tim Lincecum, um, who's actually my favorite pitcher of all time. I mean, granted, completely different pitcher than Lincecum, um, but like Rodon, if he can stay healthy, um, having him with Logan Webb atop that rotation is ridiculously filthy. And Matt Cain's a good pull too from Hunter. Um, Matt Cain, very underrated pitcher in my opinion. Um, but like that Giants rotation is is built to be very very good, better than last year in my opinion. Um, and they also re-signed some of their own guys, Anthony Descofini, Alex Wood, who I'm going to talk about in a little bit. Um, but like Webb and, and Rodon are going to make it go, and so far so good for for both of those guys. Was anybody else in on Rodon in the off season? Yes, that market was very active uh, when he ended up signing with the Giants. So there was I can't reveal the teams that were in. Um, I was not given permission to do that. Um, but his market, let's just say this was very, very, very active. Even today on April the 11th, we can't get a reveal on teams that were in. Nope. And I mean, I haven't asked to be fair, but like back when he was signing, I wasn't able to report those teams. So, um, I'm not going to like assume that it's okay now. So maybe, maybe for next week, maybe I check in and then reveal them for next week. Can, can we get, okay, let's just put your feet to the fire on that one. I want to check in and baseball insiders, listeners, you're, we're all going to be on pins and needles for you to come back next week and let us know who else was in on Carlos Rodon and why the giants get uh, all the flowers because they were willing to pull the trigger when others were not. People want to know that Bert. Oh, they do want to know that. And I'll, I'll be able to provide that for them, hopefully. Uh, but I will be able to add some insight on Alex Wood, though, if you're very interested in that, Carm. Okay. Do you want to yeah. do that now, or, or should I move on to another impressive performance from the weekend? Uh, let's do it now, since we're talking Giants. Okay. Um, so, I was at Brewers Giants. It was a couple weeks ago, um, out at spring training. And I was in the, in the clubhouse talking to some different players when I heard Colton Wan... Colton Wong walk in 
and make a comment about how good Alex would look. Um, so I was like, Hmm, okay. I wonder what he's, I wonder what he saw. Um, and I asked him, I was like, what specifically about Alex Wood look really good to you. And he said, bro, I don't know, but I've faced Alex Wood quite a bit in my career and I've never seen him look that good. Um, and his first couple of hours of spring, he was awesome. Uh, his last one was a clunker, but, um, the giants have really liked what they've seen from Wood, and they ended up committing in two years for, I think 25 in that range million. Per, um, and if they're that deal to me can end up proving out to be a steal if he stays healthy. And Farhan Zaidi has always had a belief in Alex Wood from the time that he was with the Dodgers, ended up signing him to a one-year deal in San Francisco, then signed him to a multi-year deal this year. Um, and I would fully expect that he'll be able to live up to that two-year for 25 million range deal that he signed this winter um, and maybe even exceeds it too. Can we go on to another red-hot guy? Let's do it. Super. So Stephen Kwan, Dateline, Cleveland, the Guardians. Yeah. I'm guessing that there's some people that are listening to this podcast that might not know who that is. But this is a dude who was not a top prospect in baseball. I mean, not even close. But in the lineup, he's five foot nine. The dude goes eight for ten, three walks, didn't strike out. And maybe most impressively, he swung 19 times over the weekend, Bert. 19 swings. How many times did he miss? Zero. Not once. Ten balls in plays, nine foul balls. 19 swings, never missed the baseball. I don't have an official stat going back in time on that, but that's I think that's definitely a record for 19 swings. Pretty damn impressive. So actually, so I'm pulling up a stat here from Sarah Langs, uh, very good over at MLB Network, MLB.com. And she said the qualified batters who have not had a swing and miss yet this season, Quan was actually number two. So okay. number one is Ahmed Rosario at 21, which also very impressive. But like okay. the, fact, the fact that he's been able to do this, Carm, I mean, how many people knew who Stephen Quan is or was entering the season? Not me. Tell you that yeah. much. No, and, like, there's people that are, like, completely, like, blown away by this. And, I mean, obviously, 8 for 10, that's not a sustainable pace. Um, but, like, that that has to be the story of the, of the season so far, at least for the first three games. Because, like, I mean, it, something I really enjoy about baseball is how these under-the-radar guys kind of just, like, burst out onto the scene. Like, for me, last year, um, I mean, I knew about him, but, like, not extensively. But Akil Badu with – the Tigers, like not many people knew about him and they just emerged and it just was a stud for them. And now he's like a household name. So maybe it happens here with Quan, but like good start so far. But that's the thing, right? There's Akil Badu and then there's your mean Mercedes who was eight for eight to start yep. his White Sox career last year. Now had been a career for a player was 28 years old. Finally gets an opportunity. Goes eight for eight was the toast of Chicago. And then basically out of baseball. Uh, yeah. In fact, in fact, was demoted in midseason, retired, popped back up, got hurt, still lurking around. But so uh, not to throw cold water on the weekend that was for Stephen Kwan, but it doesn't necessarily mean he's going to end up in the Hall of Fame. But hell of a start, buddy. Yeah, uh, exactly. Three games, very small sample size. But I mean, it's a, it's a, you have to have that disclaimer in there. I mean, three games is not going to define a guy's career, but good yeah, start though. 
and, and I was I watched the highlights of it. I mean, most of them were flares uh, that are landing in front of the outfielders. He had he had one ball off the wall, had a double, um, but he. Uh, this is uh this is your quintessential, at least in today's game, leadoff hitter, um, yep. top of the lineup. All right. Can we go to Minnesota and and Byron Buxton? And if he's healthy, Bert, do you look at him as a legit MVP candidate? He's sitting bombs to start the year. One thousand percent, Carm. I will not even hesitate with that one. Buxton, when he's healthy, there are a few players who are as transcendent as him. Um and now we're finally seeing him healthy and he's hitting bombs left and right. He hit triple decker the other, other day. I mean, smoked um, 90, 98 up in the zone. He's turning it around. Yeah. And like, there's not many players on this planet who can do that. Um, and he can do that on a consistent basis. And you add that with his outfield defense too, where he's a gold glove guy out there. Um, he's a very dangerous player. And when the twins extended him for a hundred million dollars this, this past year, like there was a lot of risk there because he had not stayed healthy. Um, and there was nobody who knew if he could actually stay healthy, but they bet on his talent. And through first few games of the year, you can see exactly why they ended up making that bet. Because if he's healthy, we're talking like about a 300 and 300 plus million dollar player and getting him for a hundred million, absolute bargain, but it all depends on if he's healthy. Uh, this, this taken from ESPN Past 81 games, goes back to September 2020. Buxton, 30 homers, yep. 30, 30 and 80. So that's that's 60 homer season, just, just so I can do the easy math for everybody here. Uh, 25 doubles, 62 runs scored. He's homering once every 10 at-bats. Crazy. That's, that's wild. Um. Now he's batted more than 350 times only once in his career. Mm-hmm. Uh, this he's 28 years old, so we're looking for some health here, Bert. Uh, and 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 Twins fans, hey, Carlos Gray had a bomb too. So yeah. you know, let's 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 catch some. Uh, I wouldn't even call it lightning in a bottle, but let's get some guys healthy and, and see what they can do in that in that AL Central. No, I'm in agreement with you, but I'll tell you, having a, a core where you have. Carlos Correa and Byron Buxton, pretty damn good car. Not bad. That'll plug. Not bad. All right, let me float to the other side real quick here, and then uh, just big opening weekends or big not. Yep. I don't know how long Cody Bellinger's been struggling for, but it feels like it's a decade at this point. The, The dude hit 165 last year. This spring, Bert. Yeah, it's awful. I mean, it's spring training, so let's not freak, but... He hit 139. He struck out 18 times in 37 plate appearances, and he had one walk. And then he was 0 for 8 to start the season, got a couple hits on Sunday. I know that you don't know what's going on with Bellinger other than it's just been bad, but this is like for an MVP guy, pretty pretty amazing how his, you know everything's turned. I don't know if it's uh, physical problems or mental or – or what, but but uh, pretty pretty uh, stunning downturn that's continued for a long time and makes you wonder if he'll ever turn out of it, really. And that's the question the Dodgers have to ask themselves, is Ballinger going to bounce out of this? And granted, you don't know all the reasons for him struggling, um, but a lot of it, in my opinion, can be pinpointed that shoulder surgery that he underwent a couple years ago where he ended up hurting it while celebrating, um, and he has not been the same ever since. 
And it's really unfortunate where, cause he was like, I mean, we're talking, is it a stretch to say a hall of fame player? If he would have maintained the pace that he was at no question. It's an MVP and, in its early twenties. Yeah. And we were talking that we're like one of the best young rivalries and like friendships at the same time. And Christian Yelich and Cody Ballinger, not both players are just kind of like shells themselves. It's, it's sad, but Ballinger, that scares me the most because you don't know if he's going to ever bounce back because of that shoulder injury. And also just because he's been struggling for so long now, it's like, is this the Cody Ballinger that we're going to see for the next decade? Um, and you also like, cause if he was going to end up getting extended by the Dodgers when he was in his prime, we're talking $300 million player. What's his extension look like now? He's not getting one. Like, Nope. Like not at all. No. And it's, but Hot right now, I would, I would have to say it's got to be that shoulder injury that's that's crushing up. I'm going to do more digging on it, but like, yeah, I don't know if we'll ever be the same, Carm. All right, we got two reports coming back next week. Bert uh, digging into Bellinger and Bert digging into the Carlos Rodon sweepstakes and what he can put out. Um, tell me about Roki Sasaki. 19 strikeouts, perfect damn game. Uh, pitching in the, uh, am I saying this right, Nippon Professional Baseball League? I should know that. Um, it's the 16 Nippon. Nippon. Thank you. Thank yep. you. Uh, first perfect game in the Nippon professional baseball since 1994, 16th in league history. Um, he's a righty. He's 20 years old, 13 consecutive strikeouts, uh, which is also a record in Japan, uh, Japanese professional baseball. I know that before he signed there, bird, he was at least considering, coming to play major league baseball. Did you, do you have any insight on all this stuff? So admittedly I don't. Um, but that being said, we're talking about perhaps the greatest outing in Japanese professional baseball history. Um, because if you end up looking at this, the first perfect game in the NPB in 28 years, um, obviously tied the record for strikeouts in a game and consecutive strikeouts at 13 car. I mean, that is like otherworldly performance. And you have to imagine this is going to be on the radar of every scout in baseball is like, okay, we got to do more digging on this guy and see what he's all about. Because if, if, I mean, obviously he's not going to throw a perfect game every outing, but if he can be a guy where you can pitch deep into games each week um, or each outing um, and, and do this, do his thing. I mean, there's always teams looking for pitching and you can end up being like the next, I mean, just like the, the next big name to come out of Japan as a pitcher. Um, and it's something that I've heard a lot lately, um, especially in the last couple of years, is these teams in the majors are really trying to like hone in on their international scouting. Uh, like one team that I know that's been doing that a lot is the St. Louis Cardinals with their assistant GM, Matt Slater. Um, like that team is really focused on the international waters and there's a lot of other teams that are right behind them, but yeah, this is going to end up being on a lot of teams' radars for sure. Fastball that tops 100. Supposedly he's got a nasty fork ball. 105 pitches for a perfect game. Pretty damn good. And 19 strikeouts. So it's 19, like, that's not insane. Not a lot of pitches. No. Coming right at you, dude. You ain't yeah. hit. You ain't touching me. Um, that's uh, that, that, that's. That's some big time stuff right there. By the way, do you know who his manager is? 
Oh shoot. I had somebody tell me this the other day and it was like, Whoa, I did not realize he was a manager out there. Tell yeah. me. World Series champion, the 2005 Chicago White Sox, Tadahito Iguchi, who was God, their second. He was their second baseman at the ISO. For all my White Sox peeps out there, uh, they're definitely getting a kick out of that. By the way, the White Sox are crushing the baseball. Uh, and don't sleep on Luis Robert as an MVP candidate. I've put that out there multiple oh. times now. Luis Robert, center field, top of the lineup, stealing bags, hitting bombs, playing wicked defense. Burt. Luis Robert, Burt. No relation, by the way. No, no, no relation to you, buddy. That's <laughs> that's absolutely correct. Um, White Sox should add a sweep on the opening weekend, but uh, you had you had two blown saves in one game uh, from Liam Hendricks. Uh, for the record, is yeah. that you can? I, actually, I need a I need a clarification on that, Bert. If you if you come in in the eighth and you've got a lead and you give it up, Tigers tie the game. White Sox go back ahead, top of the ninth, and then you come out and give it up again. Is that two blown saves? Because it really should be. Because uh, wouldn't Hendricks be in line for the win after blowing well, it? So he would, but yeah. they ended up losing the game. So and he was given a lead twice. No, I think that just one blown save. Th- that's that. one blown save. Yep, should be two. No, what's everybody else in your thing? Because I mean, I, to me, that's one. That's a one blown save. But he forget about what everybody else thinks. Me and you, Bert. Yeah, I mean, I'm, actually, you, I'm like ninety nine point nine percent sure that's one blown save. I mean, Sean's also. probably Sean Hunter maybe are checking the actual rule book here, but forget about the rule book. To, to, doesn't it make more sense that that would be two? Oof, two blown saves according to Sean. Um, yeah, that's that's a tough look for me. To me, like to me, that's one blown save, and then like push you in the category for a loss. Well, he did get the loss, but he yeah. blew two saves. I mean, shouldn't that just be, I don't know. But I'm going to have to uh, hit up one of the stats or the official scorers that I know and see what he's, see what he has to say about that one. All right. Well, Bob, Bob Rosenberg's the guy in Chicago, but he's a cranky old fellow. So don't call him. Uh, I got, uh, Jack uh, O'Driscoll back over in, uh, in Milwaukee, the happiest, most jolly guy you'll ever meet. See, that's how the, that's how you should be as a score guy. Easiest gig ever. You hang out, you're scoring. I mean, air E9, yeah. wild pitch, pass ball. What do they pay you for that? Uh, get... but the, hey, the guy's happy with whatever he's making. So yeah. that's all I know. Yeah. And he brings in corn for a bunch of people and because he's got like a big farm by him. It's like it's it's awesome. That's classic Wisconsin living right there, guys. He brings he, he brings he brings sweet corn to the press box for people. Yeah, stuff that he picks fresh from the uh, the fields. It's awesome. Have you ever taken any home? I have, and it is very good. And he invites people over to his house and like cooks it up too. And yeah, the guy's an absolute G. I love him. How how long do you cook your corn for, Bert? Do you know? Um, as long as. YouTube says I should. Okay, there you go. Fair enough. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'll tell you if I if YouTube did not exist, Carm, I would be a very lost soul. Hey, it would well, be very bad. Yeah, no, I don't know how the hell we lived without it. Thank God. Thank you, YouTube. I appreciate it. And by the way, continue to pump that Baseball Insiders content. We love you. Uh, all right, moving along. Aaron Judge didn't get his money. 
what happened there, Bert? Let's talk Yankees off to uh, a, a decent start. Okay. I'm going to pull up their official offer just so I can have it like, Oh, wow. We got wanna, yeah. Cause this was one of the most bizarre ones that I've ever seen in my career in baseball. Like I was floored by this. So entering opening day, Aaron judge and the Yankees were talking about an extension. Um, and the Yankees ended up making him a lucrative offer. Um, it would have been one of their biggest deals in franchise history. Um, and judge said no to it. And then Brian Cashman in a press conference announced that they offered him seven years for 213.5 million. Like Cashman announced that I've never heard a GM in any sport say what an offer is. And the reason he did that, he said, was because he did not want to field texts from or for days from reporters saying, hey, can you please confirm this? Um, and he just went out right in the record to say that. And I also wonder if it was like a public way for Cashman to say, hey, this is not my fault. It didn't get done. Here's what we offered. This is what Judge turned down. And it puts the ball in Judge's court and like, it makes him kind of look bad, but he's also betting on himself at the same time because he thinks he can be a very, very, very handsomely paid player, more so than what the Yankees offer him. And um, he's got the talent to do it, but turning down what he did, huge risk. And I don't know if I would have done it. That is million four hundred and twenty-eight thousand. $571 a year he turned down. I mean, yeah, I mean, you're making more fan side than that. So 30 mil. That's a lot of dough, Carm. That's a lot of geet. What do you think? What does he think he's getting? 35? I don't know what he thinks he's getting, but he's not going to get much more than that. And I, all it takes, because he said after late or after it was all said and done that he turned it down, he said that he intends to talk to all 30 teams. And all it takes is one team to do it, but I don't know what team actually does it because New York is a different market. Like that's where there's the most money is going to be. Um, and I can't picture a lot of other teams or if any trying to match what the Yankees offered him, unless he has an absolutely monster year this year where he stays healthy. Um, that was a risk that I would not have taken about his judge. And I think he may have cost himself some money doing that, but he was intent on betting on himself. And you know what? I respect the guy for doing that, but at the end of the day, it's not a risk I would have done. It'd be really interesting to hear from Brian. If uh, did you ask him, "Hey, dude, what's it going to take?" I mean, what, 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 what? Where, where are we off here? I'm sure that that conversation happened, mm-hmm. but it would be interesting. Like, I mean, you can't do all your negotiating in the public, but if you're letting everybody know that this six foot seven inch, two hundred and eighty two pound stud who had 158 homers and it's going to be sought after all across baseball, but who's going to actually have the money to do it. This is what he wants. I I'd be interested to, uh, you know, uh, I don't, I just don't like, I, I do. I wonder if people do the math. They're offering you two thirteen. You're trying to get two thirty. I don't know. Maybe, maybe even more than because I actually saw his um, if, if you get five more a year, that'd be thirty-five more million. So you're trying to get, say, you're trying to get two fifty. All right. Basically, yeah. Okay, so say you're say you're going for two fifty. Yep. Maybe you think you're worth a ten-year deal. Do so you think he's a ten-year deal guy? 
No, I would not give him that. I, I don't know. There's, I, I don't think there's 29. Many, there's not any, many teams and or any team that's in the, who's willing to give out 10 year contracts anymore. Like, I think the last one we saw was what Albert Pujols. Well, they'll, um, they'll do it. They're just well, going to do it. Junior, actually. Yeah, I mean they'll they'll, they'll do it. They'll. I mean, how, Bryce Harper got what thirteen years? Yeah, he got a, he got a lot of years. But he was doing it at what twenty six? I want to say. I'm awful at years, so like that one. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Okay. But I will okay. say this, Carm. Like, I. I from talking to other people in baseball, whether it's agents or executives, um, uh, he may have overplayed his hand here. Uh, okay. I, yeah. That, okay. Uh, that was a risk. And the fact that the Yankees went on the record with what they offered says a lot to me that they think this is a very fair offer and you're not going to get it elsewhere. So like, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's sort of what the Cubs did after the fact saying like, we made fair offers to Anthony Rizzo, Javi Baez, Chris Bryant, yep. and none of them got the money ultimately that the Cubs had been offering at that point. So we'll see what happens with Judge. Uh, but the problem, if I'm Aaron Judge, you're negotiating with the Yankees, dude. Deep pockets. Yep. You know, how many? I, I don't know. I mean, there is a significant thought that that dude would look great at Wrigley Field and the Cubs have money to spend. That could be one team that would be in on them. You're reporting something right now, Carm? No, I'm not. I'm just, there's no, there's no report there, but look, who could pay for them? Cubs would be one of those teams. Who else, who else would you say is in, at least would be consider, would consider Aaron judge at that number. I mean, I'm telling you, Carm, like I, I, there's going to be a lot of teams in on Judge, but just not at that number. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That, right. that injury history is going to scare a lot of teams. And plus, as you said, it'll be, what, 29 when he's a free agent? He's 29 right now. So it'll be 30. Oh, 30. That, I mean, you're not paying for future performance. You're paying for potentially two, three, four good seasons and then a lot of, like, blah seasons. So, I like I like when Bert puts it on me. Are you reporting something? Hey, my, I, I wanted the people to have clarity there, Carm. I wanted that, to make sure. That is my territory, dude. I'm Robert Murray. You're Carm. I do the reporting on this damn show. Sources tell the Carm. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, radio talk show host that I listened to speculated that, that Aaron Judge of the Cubs should uh, should be a thing. That's that's what I got on you. And I, I think it's uh, – I mean, look, I, I wouldn't do it, but – but who knows what they'll spend on. All right, you wanted to do a little hit on Whit Merrifield. Yeah, so I did. And he ended up restructuring his contract. And the fact that he restructured his contract to me was really bizarre because I saw the announcement from the Royals. Um, and it was just like, huh. So I asked somebody involved with it. I'm like, like, what was the motivation behind it? And I'll pull up exactly what I ended up finding. It was, so I believe it was Merrifield's camp who reached out to the Royals about doing it um, just so they could end up guaranteeing the club option for next year. And the Royals, after a bit of talking, agreed to it. Um, And they also moved some money around, moved like a few million from 2023 to this year. And his base salary for next year is really, really low. Um, And 
it gets him more money now. But something that immediately popped into my head was that it makes Whit Merrifield a very attractive trade candidate next year um, or even later this year. So, I mean, there's been a lot of Whit Merrifield rumors for years now. He has not been traded, but this contract, one, good for the player for this year, but makes him extremely tradable and valuable to other teams. So, like, that's something I'm going to be watching out for. Now, why do we think Whit wanted to do that? That I don't. So it rewards wit for what he has done. Um, and also playing right field, uh, because like that is not his natural position. So like that was part of the motivation for getting him more money now. Um, and it also gives the Royals some financial flexibility for next year, whether they want to add to that payroll or they didn't want to trade Merrifield and get as many top prospects as they can. Um, so like it's a win for Merrifield now because he's playing out of position, but it's also good for the Royals next year, which is why both sides eventually agreed with. Well, and teams are always looking for guys to hit at the top of the order. So you would think that the Royals will be able to recoup at least, uh, I mean, maybe a huge amount of value with, with only one year left on his deal. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, I, that we've heard that we've heard wit tied in a ton of deals over the years. It just has never happened. I yep. guess no, nobody's willing to meet the price, but okay. All right. little restructuring bird. Anything else going on over there, buddy? Baseball's back. Did you watch how many hours of baseball did you watch over the weekend? A lot. <laughs> yeah. I was just, I'm not kidding you. Like I would watch, I'd be making lunch. I'd be just chilling on my couch watching it. Um, and I just, I need to walk around like a change of scenery. So I'd go walk around like outside and, since it's like 95 degrees, uh, might as well listen to it. In my earphones or my AirPods go lay out by the pool, have MLB TV on my phone, just watch, um, text as many people as I can trying to understand some stuff. So still some stuff going on behind the scenes. I don't know if it ends up getting done, but we may not be done with extensions. I'll, I'll say that much. Did you have the key Brian Hazel one last week? That was me. <laughs> can you do that again oh there you my go, god man. i mean this guy is just i mean this is you're you're america's darling robert murray that was just i mean i try to i don't know how i forgot but uh did you get enough love on twitter for having that one and <laughs> i'm blown up more than i thought i ended up getting over fifty thousand followers by the way carm so that was it's a big day for me you went from what to what 49, like eight to 50.2. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 400 follower a day, buddy. Yeah. I'll tell you. I mean, we're, we're cooking with gas now, Carm. This is, uh, I no longer feel like I'm, I'm waiting to get over 50. I, I, I don't keep close count on my follower count, but like 50 was a big milestone for me. Like that's one I was actually fighting for, um, entering the off season. So I'm pretty pumped. What do I got to do to get tagged on every single one of your tweets? I would not be here without at the carm. I would be here without at the carm, but I, but I love at the carm so much. Something like that. Hey, I could do that. I could even include you in all my scoop sources. Tell me and at the carm. So that would be perfect. If you could just yeah. do that or, or just, you know, something along those lines. No, Bert, great job. Way Thanks. to keep, way to keep uh, being this, this, the, this, the young stud mover and shaker that you are. Great job with Hayes, and uh, good to be with you today, buddy. 
Good to have baseball. Good to be with you too. Yeah, I'll tell you, having baseball back, Carmen has added some massive juju to the step. Like, I'll tell you, I'll talk for the both of us here. The boys are absolutely freaking buzzing. So, yeah, hype city, Carmen. Who are the boys? You and me. Oh, we're we're buzzing. Yeah, we well, we're buzzing. Okay, yeah. okay. I didn't know we were, but now 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 that I do, I'll, I'll okay. We're buzzing. I, I I'll say my new favorite thing going on right now for me is that because I'm a. And, and thank you, by the way, YouTube, for doing everything you can for the show. But as a YouTube TV subscriber, I finally have figured out how to watch things on my phone. So to be able to be, you know, be sitting at a bus stop or be anywhere and I can just pull up some baseball and sit there and watch it. It's just it's 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 changing my world, Bert. Pretty sweet, isn't it? I didn't have that before, Bert. You're growing up, Carm. I mean, oh, that's awesome. Things are changing for me. Uh, All right, we're back next week. Happy opening weekend in the book. Enjoy week two of a full week of baseball. And, uh, yes, hit that subscribe button. Hit the the notification. Get that ding going. And, uh, yeah, we appreciate it. We appreciate you. Yeah, if you do subscribe, if you do subscribe um, and comment, we will uh, be best friends and pen pals. So that's just added incentive. And, And Robert will wink at you personally. There it is. We'll see you next week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.